On in Turtle Heads, we are going into the final day of the week, the weekday, Friday. And this means next week onwards is three weeks after the challenge. But don't panic. That means you've got three weeks to smash it. People do the masterclass, which is two weeks, which is way less than the, the octagon and still get a, an amazing amount from it. So it's more so about doing your best each day. If you do your best for a day and you do five days on the trot, everything can change in terms of momentum, right? So even if you're on the back foot now, nothing, not all is not lost at all. There's always everything to gain if you have that mindset. But we had a great book club last night. Definitely worth listening back on audio only. If you don't want to watch the Zoom, you can listen back. Amazing stories from people. Love chatting to people about these topics. Um, much better book club than the old book. We don't really know why I went into the old Protein Cows Fire. I just wanted people to have the handbook for our app stuff because once that's settled, we've got more important matters to discuss, which is life. And in really the shortness of life, or if it's short at all, or if we waste a lot of it, that really is the topic. Um, but there were some really good points on Book Club last night. Uh, a lot of people taking action, okay? Ash was like, what am I waiting for? I want to do a skydive. Why haven't I just booked it? Is going to do it at the end of the month when she gets paid. Aren't you, Ash? <laughs> um, we had Marie, who was like working whilst on Book Club at the start, first part. But I was like, why am I delaying? I love the one of the teams in work. I love what they do. I want to get involved and see what it's like and maybe go into that department. Like, I'm sending an email now to do it. Done. You know, what is the delay? What are you delaying? And in some cases, you know, that are harder to deal with. Um, Hayley working in um, a &E, you know, we can't, some of, the, uh, some of the advice doesn't apply. Like, you know, can you ask your work for like an extended lunch or start earlier? Like some work is just horrifically busy right now. The circumstances are out of your control, especially NHS workers. You know, fair play to you guys. Like, I hope to God in the next two years, I know it sounds long, but when is government out, that things improve. Just hold on in there. People need you. And I know you need yourself as well, which is important. So you have to look, have to look at this big picture and be like, you know, I'm doing something so important, but there has to be time for myself. I've got to say no to things. And I, the time I do have for myself has to be for myself, not for other people. That's really what the book is about as well. There's these letters the Seneca is sending to his friend Paul Ness. Um, but let me read a bit of this, because I know some of you might not read it, but I want to share the wisdom from this book, 2,000 years old, with you. And it's so relevant today. It says 2,000 years old as if that's going to make it non-relevant, but it makes it more relevant, weirdly, because we haven't changed. It's talking about people getting annoyed that the barber has cut the hair wrong. You know, like, it's we haven't changed. Anyway, here we go. But life is very short and anxious for those who forget the past, neglect the present, and fear the future. When they come to the end of it, the poor wretches realise too late that for all this time they have been preoccupied in doing nothing, and the fact that they sometimes invoke death is no proof that their lives seem long. Their own folly afflicts them with restless emotions which hurl themselves upon the very things they fear. They often long for death because they fear it. Nor is this a proof that they are living for a long time, that the day often seems long to them, or that they complain that the hours pass slowly into the time fixed for dinner arrives. For as soon as their preoccupations fail them, they are restless with nothing to do, not knowing how to dispose of their leisure to make the time pass, and so they are anxious for something else to do. And all the intervening time is wearisome, 
worrisome. Really, it is just as when a gladiatorial show has been announced, or they are looking forward to the appointed time of some other exhibition or amusement. They want to keep, they want to leap over the days in between. Yeah, how many of us do this? Any deferment of the longed-for event is tedious to them, yet the time of the actual enjoyment is short and swift, and made much shorter through their own fault. For they dash from one pleasure to another and cannot stay steady in one desire. Their days are not their days are not long but odious. On the other hand, how short of the night seem which they spend drinking or sleeping with harlots. Hence the lunacy of the poets who encourage human frailty by their stories in which Jupiter, seduced by the pleasures of love making, is seen to double the length of the night. What else is it but to inflame our vices? when they quote the gods to endorse them, and as a precedent for our failings, they offer and excuse the wantonness of the gods. Can the nights which they purchase so dearly not seem much too short to these people? They lose the day in waiting for the night, and the night in fearing the dawn. Even their pleasures are uneasy and made anxious by various fears, and at the very height of their rejoicing, the worrying thought steals over them, how long will this last? This feeling has caused kings to bewail their power, and they were not so much delighted by the greatness of their fortune as terrified by the thought of his inevitable end. When that most arrogant king of Persia, Xerxes, was deploying his army over vast plains and could not number it but had to measure it, he wept because in a hundred years out that huge army, not a soul would be alive. But he who was weeping was the very man who would bring their fate upon them and would destroy some on the sea, some on the land, some in battle, some in flight, and in the very short time would wipe out all for those whose hundred year he was afraid. So, like, how is this written to us in How long will this last? How long does this pleasure last? How long is this holiday going to last? Oh my God, I've only got three days left. Oh my God, I've only got two days left. Oh my God, I've only got one day left. People on half term right now, you know. Oh, Monday's coming. It sucks. You know, we're always, even we're 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 waiting for the pleasure, and then when it comes, we're worried when it's gonna end. So we're always in a state of worry, wasting time, never there, always somewhere else, right? Weekends come, Sunday, Sunday nights. Oh my God, Sunday already? Why I don't Monday? Because we fill our weekends with pleasures and things we don't really want to do, but we think we should do a lot of things because that's what we're told to do. There's never time for ourselves. Can you sit on a bench in a park and just listen to the birds singing, looking at the trees, you know, just there with your own self for 15 minutes? You know, can you just be present during your weekend? Can you spend an hour or two with nothing to do but be with yourself? A lot of people struggle with this. They'd rather fill those two hours in a crowd of people they don't even care about, drinking or forcing a socialization or doom scrolling because they feel they need to do something to fill this void of time up. When that time is such, that's the most precious thing you have. Now, you might be thinking, well, I don't want to just sit down on my own and do anything. You will never know what true peace is unless you can be still with yourself on a bench. Somewhere. It doesn't have to be bench, it could be anywhere. I'll sit on the bench, ten minutes. Looking up, not looking down, looking up, looking around. Look, just be aware, just be there and aware. Simple as. 
you know, we need more of this time to, okay, what would I, what would I do if it's just myself? And what can I do that brings me calmness and peace and is not something I'm chasing just for a quick pleasure? Like he says, brilliantly, the gladiator games, equivalent to a football game, rugby game, in an hour or two is over. Your entire week is building up for that one game. The game is over. Afterwards, how can we fill our time up now? Let's get drinking, let's get drinking. Let's do something, let's do something. Sunday comes, days wiped out. Like it says there, people are spending all night getting drunk and having sex or whatever he talks about there they lose the day and then they hate the day because they want the night to come back if you see this desire is a chain that never breaks so i desire i desire the weekend but then i desire the weekend not to finish and then I, then once the weekend finishes, I desire something else. Like it keeps going. It's like I desire something, I desire not for it. You know, if you see what I'm saying. Um, and we live in this loop, basically. It doesn't serve us. We're all striving. In striving, there is effort. In that effort, there is potential pain, potential conflict, potential struggle. And I wonder if we've ever thought there's a different way to look at things. I wonder if we've ever thought there's even a different view of things. We don't really... We are the children of the times. So we only know what we know. I know some's obvious, whatever, Scott, is obvious. But if you think about it, we're limited to the knowledge of our culture and upbringing and area. We're limited a lot by these things, with the beliefs we've been told, things that our teachers told us, our parents told us, la la la. We never, we never really sit and question why we're doing what we're doing. And I think people are doing more of this now in terms of starting families, getting married, it's getting later on, people are delaying it because they're not sure. There's a lot more deliberation and stuff about it. Because we go back 50 years, it was just like, yeah, you, you find someone in your village, you get get married within six months, you have kids, and you better crack on and, and raise them. And that's it. I would think, well, do we have to go down this route? Do I have to think this way? Do I have to frame my weekends in the way they've always been framed, where I must pack in as much leisure as possible? But in this leisure, like Seneca says, for example, when people host dinner parties, they think it's leisurable, leisurable but it's not. Because they're, they're so worried about the perfect cutlery out, the perfect table, the perfect food. It talks about this, and it's 2,000 years ago. The, cook, the food cooked to perfection, what people are going to think, cleaning up the mess, people getting drunk, cleaning the tables. More worried about the perception of the event than be it in the moment, enjoying. How many of you this weekend are going down that route? It is a pleasure, but you're more worried about the thing as opposed to being calm. We have to find the things... To bring a stillness. Um, and it's a, it's a journey, a lifelong journey, I think, to really get... You're never going to perfect it, but I feel like unless you spend your time to think about it, it's never going to happen. Um, and this is why I think, like, weekends is, like, walking, morning walks. If you've got kids, morning walks with your kids. If you've got dogs as well, partner, you know, you get that morning walk in where you're just wondering about... There's no real aim to achieve something. There's no, like, amusement park you've got to go to and it's got to be bigger and better than the weekend before. You know, it's just kind of that stroll. Those moments are key. Um, and I want you all to think this weekend about not selling yourself to these cheap leisures that we think we need to make life a good life. Life 
you're not going to think about all those things that you got forced to do or felt you had to do. You're going to think about the things you really found stillness and pleasure in. Those like nice chats you had with someone over a cup of tea. Those like, yeah, it might be a drink with your mate. That nice, you know, the, your real friends. You're never going to think back about those times you just spent with a big group, but you don't care about them. You're just doing it for the sake of it. This might not be relevant for some of you. Some of you might have families and stuff, but like... Always saying yes to plans. You might have party invites every single weekend, and it's okay to say no to some of them. It is okay to say no. No, I don't want to. I'm never in my house on weekends. I, I, when the weekends come, I'm never in the house. I'm never here to in, be peaceful in the home that I've built. And it's like, why? Because I've been invited this and I'll be bad for being. Well, you're, you're saying yes to them. You say no to your own life. And that's what Seneca says. You're saying yes to everyone else and no to yourself. So please say yes to yourself this weekend, or at least plan to say yes to yourself more, and no, that means there's no's coming out there to other people. Um, and that's what I want to leave you on today, so think about that this weekend. Enjoy the moments. Don't wish away the weekend for, ne- for a week. If you've, got a more, if you've got a better weekend next weekend, more exciting maybe, don't wish this weekend away till next. You know, also don't wish that when it's Sunday that you can go back to Friday. Don't wish, oh, I hope, wish Monday wasn't tomorrow. It is. You know, don't wish the time to be any different than what it is. But you've got to be there. Be there and enjoy it. I'll see you.